0: Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO, Chris Wallace.
1: Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan.
0: Chris, good to have you back. After a couple of weeks off, I went through the holiday season and New Year, um, and we're jumping right back into 2022, um, but I might spend a couple minutes here just reflecting on what we've seen in 2021 and uh, maybe the last couple of years beyond that, so um, t- S&P 500 finished up 2021 up 31%, just an incredible, incredible year. Uh, but really, you know, if I, if I look at the S&P over the past five years, you know, we are well, well above historical averages, and I'm just going to rip off reading these to you real quickly. So, you know, last year we're up 31%, 2020 we're up 18.5%, 2019 up 31.5%, um, 2000, uh, sorry, 2019, 2018 a big outlier, we're down a little over 4%, uh, and then in 2017 we're up Um, nearly 22% again. So, you know, again, just a really incredible, incredible stretch that we've seen. So, you know, the thought for here is, you know, do you think we've entered a a period of of new growth or do you think that we've just flooded the economy with so much excess capital and we've pulled returns forward?
1: I I think we've definitely pulled returns forward um, and whether we can continue to sustain that's going to be up to the Fed and up to the Treasury uh, and whether we continue to expand uh, money supply at an accelerating rate. Uh, you can look, you know, if you look at uh, compounded annual returns of uh, markets on like a 10-year basis, so go back to 2000, what was the uh, Kager for 10 years, and then 01, 02, forward, know, there's a clear pattern here, um, and usually cycle down for 10 years, then cycle up for 10 years, and we're ending one of those periods, and it's also coinciding with the bottoming in the commodity cycle. And really, what that means is we are going to have less what I'd call flexibility in monetary policy, or the ability to expand liquidity and monetary conditions without inducing higher levels of inflation, and therefore cause more damage um, than what value would be produced in, in creating that liquidity. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be somewhat limited in our ability to use monetary policy going forward. So yeah, we we there's no doubt we've pulled. Uh, returns forward, and I think that's going to bear itself out. We'll start to see some of that in 22.
0: And, and perhaps you're already starting to see it, right? And you know, despite the fact that we were coming off just an incredibly strong year, um, maybe we could shed a little bit of light on what we've seen in the first few trading days. So this this first week of 22, uh, we've seen bond yields begin to break out. We've seen long bonds; they're down. Uh, equities down. Um, you know, really, most heavily hit's been the. Yeah, the tech, the tech growth stocks. So, um, do you think this, you know, I mean, is an allocation shift? Do you think this is just more of a general unwinding positions, or um, you know, perhaps do you think this is the market showing concern over the Fed's potential to become a bit more aggressive?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of all of those factors. Um, you know, when when you really look at the data for Q1, earnings are going to be fine. You know, nominal growth and real growth is going to be fine, right? Employment conditions are improving, wages are moving up. Uh, You know, inflation is is starting to ease somewhat, so uh, those elements are going to be fine. So, you know, why the sell-off and why the repositioning? One, well, we saw a lot of loss taking in the fourth quarter, and now we're seeing some some gains being taken now. But more importantly, we got to think about, in in rate-of-change terms, what we're faced with. So once you move into the latter part of the first quarter and into the second quarter, we're going to see a fairly sizable economic slowdown just not only from base effects but from the contraction in fiscal spending. so there's going to be about a 1.3 trillion dollar contraction in 22 versus 21 based on current budget and legislation and the bulk of that hits in the second quarter. Um, more importantly though we also have to comp the amount of liquidity that came into the market in late uh, 2020 and in 2021. And, you know, it's not an exaggeration to say we had an unprecedented level of liquidity and money creation. Um, We had an excess of $1.5 trillion that came in. It came in and was levered up, and it went into the options market, it went into the equity market, and it went into ETFs, it went into Bitcoin, and we're already seeing that liquidity growth and money creation has started to flatten out and slow. That's why we're seeing corrections in the higher risk areas. It's why you know Kathy Wood's uh, strategy is struggling. it's why Bitcoin is, is struggling. Um, and you know unless things change going forward, uh, that's only going to get worse as we move through the first quarter. Uh, the Fed is a hundred percent a political animal at this point. Uh, they're going to lag these cycles. And quite frankly, I think, you know, they're going to be tightening. If they move forward and start tightening uh, later this quarter into the slowdown, um, you know, we're going to have, you know, more damage to be done to equity markets into the most speculative areas of the markets. Uh, But just, you know, follow the bond market. Um, You know, I think we're probably peaking um, or setting up to peak as far as hawkishness of the Fed. Um, You know, I would be fading um, the kind of the sell-off in the bond proxies. I would be, you know, fading any strength in the broad commodity space. Um, you know, we're we're very much at an inflection point. And so I'd say, you know, invest, investors need to be patient, but do not look at the Fed for guidance. They are, uh, you know, a long way behind this cycle, and the market's going to front run them for sure. And,
0: you know, one question to kind of follow up there, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, as we potentially moving forward, and the Fed could t- t- tighten as we entered into a slowdown. Um, do you think this would possibly create an environment or create a setup where we could see the Fed raise um, and then just to cut maybe some fi- some point later in 2022 due to market pressures?
1: Yeah, I you know, if they do raise, I think that's exactly what we'd be looking at happening. Uh, it'd be similar to the setup we ha- saw in the kind of the fourth quarter of 2018, hopefully not nearly that extreme. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I'd watch the two-year the 2 years is a good proxy for what the Fed's going to do. Uh, the Fed doesn't cut rates or raise rates. It just follows the two-year Treasury. Look at the slope of the curve between the two and 10-year, right? That tells you if it's starting to flatten out that the Fed's getting ready to make a mistake. Um, but I would completely ignore any commentary out of the Fed unless the Fed is going to change its M.O. and not support asset prices, meaning they really do want to knock the froth out of the market and create a correction. Uh, but we won't know that until hindsight. Otherwise, just follow the market. Um, there's no doubt about that.
0: Uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about inflation? Uh, we touched up quite a bit about this um, on you know, really throughout the course of the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, but, you know, again, we're starting to see oil breakout. Um Jobs data is coming in. It's coming in strong. Um, you know, where do, where do you think we sit at this point in the inflation cycle? Yeah,
1: the inflation cycle is peaking right now. Uh, there's no there's no question about that. There's too many signals within the broader commodity space. Energy may be a little bit different. But when you look at the soft commodities and you look at the fact that your money supply and money creation is already flattened out, um, I think we're, we are in the midst of the peaking of the commodity cycle. Are the inflationary cycle for now. That doesn't mean it has to go uh, back to where it was before, but it's definitely peaked and no longer rising, and it's going to start to fall, and we're going to start to see that in the data late in the first and early part of the second quarter. And quite frankly, I think that's what the market's trying to digest right now. So we have a lot of repositioning. We have you know, year-end and, and then uh, new year fund flows. In the midst of the market going, uh-oh, we actually think, uh, inflation in this reflation trade may be peaking, and the Fed may be getting ready to make a mistake. So there's a lot of noise uh, like that in the market. But unequivocally, the inflationary cycle is peaking right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just a question as to how low it goes from here. Great. Good.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, good. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on. It's very good to have you back. We, we missed you in the last couple of weeks, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you here soon.
1: Sounds good, Dan.